Hello everybody, I am Rudy Clifton and welcome to the Only Pans podcast. You see, I can already hear you wondering, you're screaming at your phone, asking what is this first episode about and I'm going to tell you. So I'm going to explain what the podcast is, the episodes, the concept of the episodes, what's going to go on in each one, why I made the podcast who is involved in the podcast, a bit, a little bit about me, I don't want to talk about me too much, you know, I'm a, I'm a nice humble man, what I want to achieve from the podcast and in general, and um, what lockdown did to me, I guess, and then I've also got a few questions that you have asked me on Instagram at OnlyPansPodcast, so first of all, let's get into what the podcast is and the episode concept. So the podcast is it's it's about food, music, life, and just a bit a bit of travel, a bit of culture, you know you know the basics. Um, and the concept of each episode, I am gonna have some guests on. I'm gonna have quite a few guests on actually. So there's gonna be more guests than not because I find myself quite boring, and I'm sure you will as well. Why I made the podcast? So in lockdown. I got bored, as I'm sure all of you did as well. Um, I thought there wasn't really anything to do, except for go on walks. Yeah, and I'm not the type to work out, because that is just too much effort. Way too much effort. And what doesn't require effort? Talking. So, you put two and two together, you get a podcast. What else? Uh, Lockdown? Yeah, it was lockdown actually. Anyway... Um, who's involved? So, there is someone who is in charge of this whole thing, and it's me. I am the one in charge. I am the only person involved in the podcast right now. I'm not, I'm not going to rule out getting a co-host. I'm not going to lie. I will not rule out getting a co-host. Um, so send your applications to the Only Pan Podcast on Instagram. Wait, Only Pans Podcast on Instagram. Moving on. My passion I think if you know me, which some of you won't, you know that my passion is food. I like, I don't like food. I love food. I like making it. I like eating it. More eating it than making it, if I'm honest. But it's just food. Everything food-based, really. You just can't beat it, can you? If you're upset, have some food. If you're happy, have some food. If you're angry, have some food. Next up, what do I want to achieve from this podcast? What, what do I want to get out of it? I am making this podcast for two reasons. The first reason is for myself, because it gives me something to do. It just means I'm not sleeping 24-7 as usual. And for you guys, really. Because I know know everyone's bored. It's lockdown at the end of the day. No one knows how long it's going to last. So, as long as we can make it maybe an hour, an hour episode a week, that will be one good hour for you and for me um more than an hour for me because i'm going to be editing this shit my aspirations for the podcast let's say by the end of all of this i'd like to chart i'll be honest i'd like to chart eventually there's there is a, there is a final goal there is a Mar- there's a bowser to my mario and his name is loyal Kana. i would like loyal Kana to be on the podcast eventually i know it's a huge huge ask but that is that is the final goal 
And I'll get there. I'll get there. And if I do get there, then we'll have to take it from there. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure now. But as a as a little boy like me, that is um that's a dream. That would be a dream come true. All right. Next up, I'm going to talk about how lockdown affected me. Uh, in in all ways, really, food wise, physically, mentally, how it ruptured my patterns in some way. So the start of lockdown, that was March. 2020 i was currently i was in i was on an externship at la oscar hotel in london and it, i was in no i wasn't enjoying it oh it yeah it's just work experience do you know what i mean so at the time i was loving it a few weeks off um can't complain i missed the uh the worst rotation for me my penultimate year at college but then it just kept going on and then it got to, I th- I reckon, May, on my birthday. My birthday, May the 13th, for anyone who doesn't know. That was sort of the final straw. I was fed up with lockdown by then. My birthday was shite. Uh, 18th birthday is usually a mad one, but it was awful. Worst birthday I've had so far. But what can you do? You move on from it. And I'd say from May, it did get better. I'd say lockdown did. There was the going out to fields, getting smashed on a field, going on walks around um, around the town. It it could have been worse. I, I the weather did make it bearable, hundred percent. And then it got to July. July, I think fourth of July was when everything started to reopen. I believe so. That was that was that. Yeah, I finally got to go out, use my ID. It it was looking up. It was looking up. We thought there was uh, some light at the end of the tunnel. How wrong were we? And then it got to... It just it just started repeating itself, didn't it, really? Back in lockdown. Out of lockdown for a few weeks to go to the pub. Oh, back in lockdown. Yeah. But I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm sure all of you are as well. We're getting through it one way or another. Food-wise, in lockdown... I was doing some bits. I was doing some cooking, might I just add. Yeah, I do think it revived some of the passion that I lost in the previous year or so. Because I always find myself losing it. Towards the end of an academic year, I usually lose the passion. And then it comes back out of nowhere. But it always does seem to find make its way back. It's uh, It's all good. It's all good. Um, if you want to see some of the things that I cook, Cooking with Clifton, I think it is, on Instagram. Post uh, some of the things I cook on there. Oh no, it's called Clifton the Chef. Apologies. <laughs> Don't even know my own Instagram. Right, right. Let's, uh, let's move on to some of these questions. So the first one is from Mary. What made you become a chef? So word on the street is, my parents said back in the day, my first word was food. So, I'm not saying it's written in the stars, but it is written in the stars. And then I've just, oh, it's just something about eating. It sounds so stupid. Eating is just the best thing. You can't get the same sensation of eating with anything else. The taste and the, oh my god. I could, I, I think I could talk about it for hours. So, I'm going to c- cut this question off. What made me become a chef? Eating. There you go. Louis comes in with... What do I struggle to cook? 
Wow. Um, there is one that stands out, and it is quite embarrassing for someone who's um, been a professional for a few years now. And it's steak. I struggle to cook a perfect steak. However, I do do it every now and again. However, it's just not consistent. I cannot cook a consistent steak. And that leads me well on to Tom's question, how do I like my steak? Well, I like it medium rare. However, if that's achieved, it is quite an achievement to me. But maybe it's the only way you can have a steak, really, isn't it? You can't have a well-done steak or you'll be chewing for days. And you can't have a rare steak or it just just looks like you shouldn't be eating it. So I'd say medium rare. Maybe medium, depending on the steak. Next up, we have Rosie. All-time favourite meal or top three? I'll give you a top three. I'd say back back in the day... This would be a no-brainer. My favourite meal, lasagna. I used to order it at every restaurant I went to and I wouldn't think twice. If they had it on the menu, that's what I'm ordering. But now I'm older, my taste buds have been matured, I've travelled a little bit. I know what I like. Ramen. Top three, let's list them off. Fire them. Number one. Oh no, let's start with number three. Number three, ramen. No, fuck. <laughs> number three. <laughs> number three. Lasagna. It's changed. I'll be honest, it has changed. Number two, Korean fried chicken. It is so good. You just can't get enough of it. You start eating it and you just can't stop. It's so good. The flavour, oh my god, uh, my mouth is watering. And then number one, it has to be ramen. It has to be ramen. Any type of ramen is a ramen for me. I love it. It's so easy. So easy to cook. But so good, so many flavours, so many textures, it's fantastic. <laughs> Moving on, we have Amber and Lily asked the same question, so I'm going to merge them together. What's my favourite thing to cook? Easy question, same as the last, ramen. You can't beat it, everyone. Get on the ramen hype. It's so quick, so easy, anyone can do it, it's just, f- it's just whacking shit in a fucking saucepan. And then adding noodles. It's just so good. I do want to experience a proper one. An authentic Japanese ramen in Tokyo. Yeah, that's a dream. I'm going to do a podcast. That's where the podcast is going to go eventually. Tokyo. I'm taking only pants to Tokyo. You heard it here first, everyone. Next, we have a question from Gabrielle. What's easy... Oh, what's easy to make... But people think it's hard. Um, that's a good question. I'd say poached eggs or risotto. There too. In my, the risotto recipe in my book, little plug. Um, cooking with Fuck <laughs> Cooking with Clifton. Idiot proof. What a book, by the way. Out now on Amazon. Yeah, risotto. Such it's so easy to make. You're just adding stock to rice. And then, boom, delicious. I think people are scared of making risotto. I don't know. I don't talk to enough people to know, if I'm honest. So next up, we're going to talk about... mm, It's quite a touchy subject in some cultures. However, Julia has brought it to my attention that people still think that you need to clean chicken after you buy it. I'm here to put a stop to this. You don't need to clean chicken supermarkets would not be selling it 
or butcheries wouldn't be selling it if it really had the, the sort of things that you think you'd need to clean off. So can we stop cleaning chicken? Because every time it's just making it watery. There's no need for it, really. Unless you you can brine chicken. That's a, that's a good way to clean a chicken. You can brine it. That's a, that's a more flavoursome way, which actually has benefits. Cleaning chicken has no benefits. I'm putting a stop to it right here on the Only Pans podcast. All right, next up we have another question. The best thing I've ever cooked from Flo and Archie. Uh, there's been some good ones that I've created myself. Yeah, again, most of them in the book. <coughs> Amazon. Yep. Um, but if I had to choose one, I think I'd take it back to February 2020 when I was... I had a competition. I had the South African Young Chef of the Year competition. So uh, I had to create a dish, South African inspired. I chose... A very cultural dish from South Africa. They're called the bunny chow. It's sort of like a loaf of bread that's hollowed out. And then you fill it with a duck curry. But I put my spin on it. And it was uh, delicious. It looked good as well. Plastered it all over my socials. But why wouldn't I? It's the best thing I've ever cooked, clearly. Now let's switch it up. Let's start to talk about the music side of this podcast. Which... It's gonna be quite. It's gonna be quite heavy on um, artists, upcoming artists that are gonna come onto the podcast, talk about their new projects. But I'm gonna talk about my my favorite genres, my favorite tracks, what I'm into right now. First of all, we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with the classic, the man, Loyal Kana. He's coming on the podcast. I'm telling you now. <laughs> but his album. Yesterday's Gone, I think it came out summer, maybe summer, 2019, maybe earlier, maybe later, but 2019, that was where the Loyal Kana fanboy really came out, there's something about his voice, he's like a, he's like a fucking poet, but it's just so satisfying, listening to him is so satisfying, a few songs, Damselfly, Notalengi, just absolute classics, like, honestly, there's nothing better than listening to Loyal Kana on a field, ice-cold beer, mate. That is the life. That is the life, but we won't see that for a while because we're in winter. But Loyal Kana, you're hitting different. If you ever hear this, don't change what you're doing. Um, Right, next up, we've got an artist, and I'm new to him. I'm not going to lie. I've only just fell upon his music, and oh my God, I can't get enough of it. I've had him on repeat. Ever since I started hearing his first song. I think I found it. It came up on my Spotify suggested. And oh my fucking god. He's literally the best rapper I've listened to. Since OG Loyal Kana. I'm out there. I've said it. He, he's he got a similar similar rhythm. um, Similar tone of voice. That deep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that, sort of, that sort of business. His name's Nick's Northwest. And his album that he brought out. Uh, in 20... I think it might have been 2019 as well, you know. 2019, what a year for music, can I just say. His album... Yeah, 2019, Life's a Bitch, I Just Need an Early Night. Fuck me. It is unreal. So many bangers. Rum and Ginger, When It Rains with Laos the Cat, who I'm going to come on to as well. 
Yeah, Nick's Northwest. He's got it's mellow, but at the same time, it's speaking levels. Do you know what I mean? That is that is what I like about music. It speaks levels. It touches you in different little places. <laughs> uh, anyway, right. Let's let's just move on to Laos the Cat. Like this this artist. I think he's from Leeds. I'm pretty sure he's from Leeds, but it just it just doesn't some of it just doesn't make sense but it just does it is so good it's so unique he's got such a unique sound that he's pulled out of his fucking ass because it is it's doing bits and more people need to hear about it i'll be honest uh same with nick's northwest more people need to get on the hype train of these artists so let's move away from rappers and then let's go to singers Frank Ocean, Daniel Caesar, uh, Rex Orange County, the lot really, um, the typical 2020 lockdown indie boys stage, yeah, they're the, they're the sort of artists I'm into, and it wasn't because of lockdown, they're just really fucking good, yeah, Frank Ocean, he's been top of my Spotify wrapped, literally, I think three years in a row, yeah, his tunes just hit different, they do hit different on so many different scales emotional scale it just fucking it makes you feel good when you listen to him i'll be honest and that is what i want to feel i want to feel good as depressing as they are i don't know there's something about them that even with the depressing lyrics it does make you feel good it makes me feel happy makes me feel warm inside um same with daniel caesar really he's got i'd say uh, less complex as Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean, he's he's playing with your he's playing with your strings. He knows he knows how to get to your to your heart. But I think Daniel Caesar, he's got he's got a different voice, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, this is all waffle. I'm not gonna lie, I'm waffling. They're all fucking good at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? They are really fucking good artists, and I love music. So I'm gonna I want to make a podcast about food and music my two favorite things yeah um so another topic that i'm going to be talking about in the in the podcast travel traveling so to speak i i've i've traveled a bit but not enough i'm nowhere near enough actually that is something i'd like to achieve in my life i do want to travel the world some people don't and that that makes no sense to me whatsoever how can you not want to travel the world? Like, oh, fuck me, right. I'm not going to get worked up about that because I could talk for hours about travelling. Um, and I'll talk for a bit. So I have been to... Actually, no, fuck that. Let me list off three of my favourite countries I've visited. And I'll start off at number one. Against my rule of starting at number three, I'm going to start at number one, and it's India. <laughs> Travel, I will always link travel with food. If I go somewhere, I want to go somewhere where I want to try the food. That's just me. Uh, the food and the culture. Um, and India, it takes the top spot by a mile. A country mile. The food, it's so simple, but so good. Oh my god, this podcast is going to be so hard for me. Because when I talk about food, I just want it. Anyway, India. I went to Goa and briefly in Mumbai. I didn't spend a long time in Mumbai. 
But Goa, the beaches, the the crystal clear water, the white sand. God, I spent Christmas there, 2018, I think. 2018 Christmas and New Year's in Goa. Easily the best Christmas I've ever had. Uh, I had Christmas dinner. It was a bit of a a bit of a non-traditional one out there. I had lobster and some sort of um, sagaloo, but oh, there's nowhere I'd rather be for Christmas than India, mate. On New Year's, they were letting off these fireworks, and if one hit you, it's lights out. They were so close to just flying into people's faces. They're fearless. And you've got to rate it from them. Hats off to India. You are a fearless country. Number two. We are going to go to... Let's go to Mexico. Number two, we're going to Mexico. I think Mexican food and culture has really taken over. I'd say the past five six five six years i reckon mexican food's taken over culture because there's one text that you can get and it will make your day so much better rudy we're having fajitas for dinner fuck me they are words of absolute heaven you can't oh you just can't be especially when you're coming back if you've just had a shit day at school and you get a text saying we've got fajitas for dinner oh my god who gives a shite about school um, when that is your dinner? And they've got stuff like burritos, quesadillas, tacos. Oh, birria tacos. They have taken over my For You page on TikTok. I'm sure everyone's the same because they are the craze right now. And I'm loving it. People are putting their own little spin on it. But I've made it once and they were really, really good. So if you haven't made birria tacos, make birria tacos. And if I'm saying it wrong and I sound like a wanker, let, don't let me know. <laughs> just just let me let me be, please. That's another thing I'm going to talk about, actually. Ah, uh, no, I need to finish. <laughs> I need to finish. Right, Mexico. I went to Mexico, and I remember I got I was like I think I was like five or six, you know. But got myself a little girlfriend. Got a little girlfriend. She was from Canada. I can't remember her name. I've got a feeling it was Lucy or something like that. But Lucy from Canada. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, We don't need to get into the love life. That will stay separate from the podcast. We're talking about food. Food in Mexico. I was woken up every morning to some freshly baked croissant. (laughs) the the stable breakfast of mexico i was woken up to croissant on the beach in my little hut with my family croissant from the from the bakery i'm sure there was other stuff but i can only remember the croissant <laughs> what's a word croissant 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 that is gonna stay in i'm gonna keep that in the podcast right anyway apart from the croissant I can't remember too much about it. I was young. But Mexican food really has taken over. I mean, if you don't have wraps in your cupboard, I don't think you're in a British household. Because wraps are so... What is the word? What's the word I'm looking for? So versatile. You can make so many things with a wrap. 
and you can put so many things inside a wrap. Like, what doesn't go in a wrap? Let me have a let me have a think of what doesn't go in a wrap. Let's fire some fire some things that don't go in a wrap. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that because that's a shite idea. Uh, anyway, moving on. Number three. Number three is not a place I've been to. It's it's two places, but I haven't been there yet. I will go there eventually, but I haven't been there yet. It's Nigeria and Ghana. I have an obsession with African food from West Africa in, in particular. The jollof, the fufu, the plantain. There is something that hits so different about jollof rice that hits so different and it literally oh it just tantalizes every single one of your taste buds and it's the spice it's got oh it's got so much it's just a fucking explosion and plantain we all know about plantain sweet you could just fucking eat it for days it's unreal and in my personal experience, I've only ever had Ghanaian jollof. So my personal opinion, Ghanaian jollof is superior to Nigerian jollof. Come for me, shout at me, I don't care. Ghanaian jollof hits differently. I think jollof rice is from Senegal. I've been doing some research on um, West African culture and uh, cuisine. And I'm pretty sure... Jollof rice is either from Senegal or Ghana. Therefore, they take the superiority. I'm sorry, Nigeria. I love Nigeria. But also, with this culture and cuisine, you're the ones that wash your chicken. So, stop. Stop washing your chicken. Unless it's a live chicken. If it's a live chicken and it's a bit dirty, wash it. But if it's uh, if it's dead and it's packaged, you don't need to wash it. Thank you and good night. Just before I go, I do want to say a big thank you for tuning in to this first episode. It's been bumpy. It's been a bit shit. But it will get better. It will get better. It takes practice. It takes effort. And that is what I'm going to put into this podcast. Only Pans podcast by me. Rudy Clifton, thank you, and I'll see you next week with my first guest. All will be revealed in the next week about who the guest is. If you are sane, if you have a brain, then you're going to be gassed for whoever it is, because I am. It's going to be a good one, and I will see you next week. Stay safe, stay sweet, and I'll see you next week. I'm out.